Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 101. What's happening, you fools? Today is the 8th of May, 2014. The first warm day. Yeah. Potentially the last. <laughs> first time it's time. been out of, like, above 50. Fuck. Mm-hmm. 55 was probably the highest. I don't know. Either way, it's fucking great. Is yeah. it, is, we're shocked. We can't believe what's going My mind's on. Mine's blown. I don't know what to do. <laughs> My grass started growing today. It's like three inches taller than it was when I left this morning. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Because all it did is rain for a fucking month. Uh-huh. You got to get those kitties, kitties munching on that. I'm thinking about getting Mound some out. goats. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I visited the surf and goat dairy when I was out in Hawaii, so mm-hmm. I might get some fucking goats just to chill out. Yeah, the first members of the beast herd. <laughs> yeah, can go out and fucking bang them. Lungi, <laughs> teach them to the walk on their back legs. <laughs> Start carrying spears, two hand weapons. <laughs> you don't want to give them shields; those are crap. Nah, nobody takes those. those. Get beat up if they take those. <laughs> That'd be make, people make fun of them. <laughs> like, dude, one of those just old models. You- Never bothered to take the shields away. Anyway, what the fuck you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Oh, I've been pretty busy. I've been working on a few different projects. I'm trying something out, something new. I've never done it. It's not going to be pearlescent spray paints this time, (laughs) is it? Now it's working on two different Warhammer projects simultaneously. It's ridiculous. I see. Usually I'm a one one and done kind of man, but <laughs> it usually helps me stay focused to have a few different yeah, things. Yeah, so you've been juggling a few different things mm-hmm. the last few years, and I've dabbled with the Blood Bowl and the different games, but I've always been kind of strictly working on one Warhammer army at a time. So right now I decided to mix that up. I'm actually working on demons for Quick City Rumble, so I have a list that I want to do for that. Or I have to do up a bunch of new models. I'm plugging away on that pretty good. Plugging away on my demons with a lot of... forgot how much green stuff work there is. And that's kind of why... I don't know. It's kind of a lot of work. And I think I'm going to get de- demoralized here if I don't work on something else. <laughs> now, the, the Wood Elves did come out. And we might talk about them on the next cast. They're pretty good. Pretty solid. But I'm just going to keep working on the demons here. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to jump ship because... If I did work on the Wood Owls, I'd probably want to paint up a bunch of new models anyways. Mm. And I really want to get these latest demons going because I think they'll be pretty good in the meta and, and such, if you were to use that terminology. All right. <laughs> um, but mainly the other thing that I'm working on then is actually uh, something that I've been thinking about for a while. And I was kind of looking at Blood Bowl models and they had these, you know, I was looking at figures. There's the old... Blood Bowl teams, like the original plastics. Yeah, the really bad ones. Pretty poor. There's like a nostalgia <laughs> factor there. <laughs> and I was, was looking on eBay and I ended up buying a set of 25 plastic high elf spearmen from the original fourth edition box set, which were the original models that I had when uh, I first picked up the game like 20 years ago. And as soon as I got those, 
And then my juices got got flow, and I started getting all <laughs> giddy just looking at them. So you bought like they were like just bare plastic, like nobody had done anything with them. Wow! So I'm like, wow, these these are pretty awesome. And then so they got the idea for like a retro kind of style army using all older models. And if you want to do that, probably the High Elves is one of the only few you can really get away with. Probably do that with dwarves. Might be pricey. Maybe do they? Well, they do they have the whole? <laughs> the whole range because high elf is high elves are one of the few armies where they actually had a model for like every unit choice where like the dark elves they had swordsmen old crossbowmen witch elves and then like old cold one nights and then then they never had anything else (laughs) except for a few few different things yeah black guard but there was a lot of gaps in the range like there's no dark rider models when Mm. i first started yeah. playing <laughs> like they showed two pictures of dark riders in the original fourth edition book but like they never released any dark rider models <laughs> but yeah so i was looking at deciding which army to do that with but yeah i think the high elves will, will be the choice so i've been just messing around with them it's pretty fun i haven't had this much fun just sitting <laughs> down and painting for a while uh, they're, pretty, they're all the same model right there, is there any variety there they have different shields <laughs> and i probably will maybe just add a couple ribbons around the spears i've been thinking about extending the spears yeah making them more like long spears or pikes yeah, that'd be cool i'm not sure i'm gonna try to you know keep the spirit of the old edition models going with them and I'm thinking about a nice white, red, blue, and yellow paint scheme. Just get get your primary colors sorted. <laughs> and I've just been messing around with different washes and stuff like that. And um, I actually painted one in the complementary colors. So it was actually orange, purple, and green instead of blue, red, and yellow. It sounds it looks, like it would look pretty bad. No, the... The purple and green, I mean, it all goes yeah. together. The orange, the orange that's the wild card. Uh, don't you have orange on your dwarves, your green and purple? No. Uh, now I know where I got the scheme from. You fucking demon bastard. Green and, green and purple. <laughs> what are you going to steal from me next, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want to go with blues and browns. Maybe yeah. some earth tones. So I've been working on that. The one problem I've run into is... I can't find a decent red in my collection. Mm. I did buy a Games Workshop red the other day. And I don't know if I'm colorblind, but it just comes out clearly as orange to me. I have... Like the blood. A couple... Blood red. It's fucking orange. No, blood red's fucking fine. That comes out like a nice bright red. I got a scab red. Mm. I probably have extras of these colors. Maybe I can rummage through there. Yeah. Because I've got like a dark kind of a purpley red which is probably like the scab red or what it used to be yeah scab red's more of like a brownish red yeah but still pretty red i just need a nice succulent juicy red to use on these guys i see i haven't haven't found it yet Uh. but it is pretty fun i've done three different models just fucking around (laughs) with the trying to figure out how to get the whites to look the metallics (laughs) trying to decide Looking at them, so I've been looking at the old, because I've gathered for the Raj Podge, and this kind of too kicked this whole thing off, just looking through those old books yeah. and all the old concept art and the old models. Yeah. Paint jobs come a long way. <laughs> those old guys, they're clean, clean, but pretty flat. Yeah. But, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of green stuff work on the demons and then just fucking around. Making tentacles or paint. what? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, make it tannies. Filling in gaps on the plague drones and the Beast and Ergo models, which are based off the plague drones. <laughs> uh, it's been a little tedious. So, Other than that, I've been making horrors. Yeah? Pink horrors, blue or whatever. I think they're pink until they die. Then you get a blue horror attack. Yeah. I've been basically using horror arms on bloodletter bodies, and they fit pretty much perfectly. Yeah. Just so all can, big and gangly looking. Yeah. They just got like these fists. Looks like they're going to like punch people to death in close combat. <laughs> Some of them look like they're casting spells. Yeah. <laughs> um, working on the fillers. But yeah, I've been busy. Busy, my man. Mm. You? What have you been up to? I've been spending about 15 to 20 minutes every other day on hobby. <laughs> well, at least you haven't cut it out entirely. No, nah, I'm... Today, keeping just the tip, I just, just the tip yeah, in there. Just the tip. Today, I decided to get back into it. So, what I did is started listening to a Warhammer podcast again. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, usually that give give me four or five hours of that at work, and I'll feel pretty stoked up for some Warhammer. So, over the last, I guess since last time we recorded, I finished converting up the seven Orctonian models. So now I got a full unit of twelve converted, five of which are painted. I got. I saw that posted to the Magnificent Bastards blog. Yeah, I was having a yeah, fucking field a day. The comparisons, pretty fun to sculpt once you. It's, now I fucking feel shitty about the original five I did because they're just all flat and lame looking. And the latest ones, I just went to town on. The more I do, the fucking better I get. The crazier Might they well look. Just strip them. Start, Start over. over. Fuck that noise. <laughs> vicious, vicious cycle. I did have the first guy I ever did. He only had the front end of a spear, and then like the bottom of it to the back of his hand was just the original stub of the orc weapon he was holding. Mm. So I did have to reposition his spear so that he would rank up. So I'm like, well, I might as well give this fucker a full spear. So I fucking cut his weapon. No, broke his hand off, which ended up snapping his arm because it was all green stuff. So then his fucking arm <laughs> broke off. I got it all back together, painted it all back up. Somehow I was able to match the fucking other purples perfectly, so it looks pretty good. And now they all fucking rank up. I thought those fucking orc models are not meant to rank up, dude. Maybe it's because they have these huge lances that they wouldn't otherwise have, but... <laughs> yeah, that's possibly it. But, uh, so I've been doing that. That was pretty fun. It got kind of tedious on the last couple. I really didn't want to do the last two, but I wanted 12 done, so I stuck with it. I've been converting up the second Iron Blaster... I just based them yesterday, so now I got a fucking giant bull Torox, whatever the fuck that <laughs> huge bastard is, attached to the base, and now I got to start building the howdah for him. Somewhere along the way... So that's the Forge World? Yeah. Like the Flying Bull? Yeah. So Without the wings? Without the wings. Those wings are going to be on eBay at some point here. Those wings will be attached to your dick at some point? I'll take a picture after I write the black sun on my cock again. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I've been thinking about some more cockpicks now that I don't have an old lady fucking... Getting some good cockpicks going. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get your profiles in order for the various... For grinder.com. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got in base. Now I got to build this nice howdah thing. I got to... I'm trying to put some supports on it so that I can set the howdah on there but paint it all up separately. So that's mm -hmm. the current goal. That is a pretty fun project. Somewhere along the way, I lost his right horn for the fucking mm -hmm. Torox himself. So then I tried sculpting a new set of horns, and they turn out like total shit. Oh, yeah. Horn's a pretty tough thing to sculpt. Yeah. Because it's like a three-dimensional kind of thing. 
You pretty much you might just be able to do it one, one really good horn, but you'll never be able to make another horn that, that looks, looks like, like that. it. <laughs> That's the issue. So I thought just roll out putty, roll it to a point, and then like curve it in an interesting way and let it chill. And they're like either they're different thickness, it's different curvature, it's fucking really chapping my ass. So that's uh that's the current project. I am oh I did just start painting the uh the base for the twelve nights, so I'll have a fucking base done up for them shortly. I just gotta cut down the fucking tall grass I put on and then glue some leaves on. Yeah. And then yeah, like I said though, I've been I think it'll be perfect if you put them all together, got them all ranked up. The 3Y got the trays. And then the new book comes out. They're back to the old triangle formation, bro. <laughs> I guarantee to you that if a new book does come out, I'm still working on painting the first unit. So it's I'm not really out that much. Mm-hmm. It's fucking... I'm really looking forward to doing the first wizard, too. So I've really been thinking about that a lot. Is this going to be a, a goblin in drag, perhaps? It is going to be a goblin in <laughs> full drag riding on a wolf. It's Excellent. not going to be a boar. So I got some of them sweet little Fenrisian wolves, whatever the smaller ones are. Mm-hmm. I don't, problem with those things, they're so fucking dynamic. I don't know if I'll be able to get them to rank up in a unit of knights. <laughs> so I might have to like mount the wolf on his back feet like he's jumping off something almost fucking straight up and down and this goblin in a blonde wig and a dress is just hanging <laughs> on for dear life. <laughs> I got some really cool ideas. So the uh, second peg rider, I've been planning that out too. So mm-hmm. the first one was just built up on like a little shitty looking Bretonian peasant wall. A second one's going to be on top of an outhouse. So I'll like uh, make an outhouse out of balsa wood. Thomas Crapper. Yeah, it'll Crapper look pretty sauce. cool. That'd be pretty fun to do too. So mm-hmm. lots of fucking ideas. Not a lot happening though. I'm trying to get my motivation going. Well, after today, my man, you're going to be pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. For our discussion. All right. Cool, man. Let's fucking, uh, let's move on then. That's all I got for that. What's our next segment here? Let's talk about the fucking email of the week. All right. I actually have two. All right, so the shout-out goes to Paul Gonzalezki for trying to hook me up with some additional slayers. I did make a list for the Raj Podge. Oh, excellent, excellent. So he offered up a bunch more slayers. But in the end, between what I had and the ones that Wayne gave me, uh, Wayne from TC War Room, I had way more than enough. Turns out a 1,000 points of slayers doesn't fucking go very far, so... Yeah, so cheers for that, points. though. I, I appreciate you thinking about me, Paul. What's that? Yeah, 11 points of pop. Yeah, it turns out you don't get a Doom lot. Seekers. I got like 60. two. Does your list include Doom Seekers? Yeah, it does. Doomies? I don't have any Doom Seeker models, but there's going to be a couple random fucking free roaming slayers. This motherfucker right here. <laughs> He's got chain axes. He's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. So, email of the week goes out to is Austin Morgan. He sent in talking about trying to draw people into Instagram over Twitter. He had some pretty valid points, too, about how Instagram is all picture-based, so it kind of supports the hobby in that way that it's meant for fucking taking and posting pictures. It's pretty solid. And then there's no limitation to what you can type. So mm-hmm. he... So I'm not very well-versed in the uh, software aspect of this. So I know Instagram, you just apply affects the photo so there's like a whole instagram like, you don't, app system that you don't really have to it's i mean it is a lot like twitter the app itself except you have uh, to take a pic or have a pic in your gallery similar to pinterest i don't use pinterest so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're diametrically opposed here uh, but i see the point it is pretty cool so you can look him up 
on Instagram if you're on there. His name is Warhammer Fantasy, just all one word. Mm-hmm. And man, he's always posting Warhammer stuff. He's the only Warhammer dude I follow on Instagram because. Oh, so you, oh, you do. So you go in there, check out models and shit that people post. Yeah, it, when people post pictures to Twitter, then Instagram and Twitter are pretty much the same thing, except there's no limitation to what you can type in Instagram. Mm. So it's pretty cool in that regard. You don't have to sound like a fucking jackhole trying to cut down your sentences to the bare minimum and all that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's a cool idea. So check him out. Follow him. If you follow me on there, you'll see pictures of my motorcycle, my cats, mm-hmm. maybe my hot rod. <laughs> maybe your dick? No. Is that? Not likely. <laughs> is that possible? Will they? Uh, anything's will possible. If I get 1,000 followers on Instagram, <laughs> I'll tie my cock in a knot and take a picture of it <laughs> and Instagram that shit. So, uh, excellent. So, yeah. That's the email okay. of the week. Cool. Boom. All so, right. next up, we got the fucking voicemail of the week, suckas. Yeah. Here we got well, a boner you might know. Someone who's fucking bathtub, toilet, bathroom... I puked all over. (laughs) (laughs) And a fella you guys might not know as well. Calling in. Tag team. Chad Hansen. Rock that shit. Boom. Hey, guys. This is Chad down to lacrosse. I'm uh, getting drunk right now. It's been a while. So I want to let you guys know it's been a really long time since I took a shit in the women's bathroom. I wanted to celebrate that fact. With no further ado, here's uh, Larry Goldbuff. Hello! Are we on the podcast? Why don't you learn how to drink? Alright, suck my balls, brothers. <laughs> Hello! It's <laughs> a sultry, Mary Gobo's sultry voice. Look <laughs> at that guy as an announcer. Do some kind of clips here. Yeah, there the you husky go. tones. I'm getting a semi here. Since our fucking Morgan Freeman plans didn't pan out, we can get Larry Goldblum instead. <laughs> approach Morgan Freeman about. We did approach Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and by Possibly we, I mean Raj. Doing some cast material. <laughs> we were trying. We had this idea to have Morgan Freeman read, like, <laughs> s- Warhammer fluff, and then we would just play it back. <laughs> didn't go over so well. No. But that's the first voicemail of the week for our new format here. And we are going to be having a question of the week as well that we're going to pose at the end of each episode. And we'll be looking for the listeners to call in and give us their thoughts on that question. And as part of this, we want to encourage people to do this. So going forward, if you do call in and your voicemail becomes the voicemail of the week, you will receive one free entry into the Wapaka Vacation Contest. Yeah! That's a $5 value! (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for that question at the end of the podcast. All right. Fuck it, man. We got audiobook and book of the week here. Hey, Stings. I got this shit nailed. Just finished listening to book four in the Dune series. Okay. Which is the one where Leto is the god emperor. It's the far future. It's pretty the fucking solid. I highly fucking recommend it. The shit, there's some fucking deep shit going on in that book, dude. That bro, I don't know how he came up with that shit, but lots of fucking Leto's introspection about just society and people and reflections on shit. Oh, the motherfucker's been alive 3,500 years, so... It's that fucking super good, super cool. The original guy, no, Frank Herbert. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrote the first six books. Okay. So, yeah, it's fucking awesome, though. Highly recommend it. If, if you haven't listened to the rest of Dune, I'd probably start at the beginning. <laughs> it's not going well, to make much sense, but, yeah, it's, I enjoyed it so much. And then I got fucking desperate. I ran out of audiobooks, so then I went and bought book five, which I just started <laughs> through Audible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super fucking solid, and uh, you can find a link to that on Amazon on our support page. So if yep. you think about picking that up, why don't you click to our website? Let us fucking wet our beaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get the the ebook version, a copy of it, or the actual audio too. You can get through the Amazon site. Yeah, the link will be to the first Dune book. Assuming most people are gonna have to start at the beginning. Yeah, so check that shit out, dude. Dune, awesome. it's so fucking good. I can't blows my mind i have returned to a classic sci-fi book which we've talked about previously on this show and this one actually is the forever war yeah joe haldeman yes so i decided to go back to this one because originally i read it and i was discussing some stuff with ledge and we're going to talk to him a little later when i was getting him set up on some audiobook recommendations and at that point i realized that i hadn't listened to the forever war on audiobook and i was kind of thinking about it the other day so i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna get that so went back that's a fucking great book it's like written in the 70s so like some of the science and like (laughs) the cultural things are but a little off but like just like i don't know it seems like a classic kind of sci-fi yeah sort of uh story and the audio version is good it's read by george wilson and it's about just over nine hours long so it's pretty mm. pretty quick you can paint well, half an orctonian for that <laughs> <amount of> time <laughs> yeah let's not uh <laughs> let's not oversell ourselves here <laughs> yeah but that one just to go over the plot it's a guy in a future war Starts out, it's like the year 2000, so he's involved in a space war. <laughs> yeah. I always like how the sci-fi books, they're always way over ambitious about what kind of technology we're going to have in like five years. <laughs> so this guy, like, his parents grew up during Vietnam, and then like he he's out past Pluto training to become like a, drafted into like a space Space war. Marine. Yeah, basically. Sans power armor. But it's cool because they're moving at the... When they go to war in the ships, they're moving close to the speed of light. So time for them, you know, is only a couple of months. But then for the rest of the world, years have passed. So, like, each time they go on a mission and come back, it's like 15, 20, or, like, hundreds of years later. Yeah. And, like, things just keep evolving. The earth keeps changing. <laughs> stuff like that. But it's a super awesome book. The climax for that is so awesome. Yeah, that one's still pretty like fresh that. in my mind because I read that not too long ago. So mm-hmm. The way that technology works. It's pretty good. <laughs> so definitely, yeah, recommend that one. You can check that out on the support page. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of An Idiot Abroad. Oh, excellent. And it's fucking... That, I think... Carl Pilkington is probably my favorite Englishman ever. <laughs> the dude is so fucking hilarious, man. He just cracks me up every fucking step of the way. And I, I just started season three where oh, they're going to wow. make him take the Marco Polo track and they stick that midget with him. So <laughs> I think that's the bro that played fucking Willow. Yeah, it's Willow. Yeah. So he's traveling around name. Italy. I just watched the first one with this midget. <laughs> and then the midget's kind of in cahoots with Ricky Gervais to give Carl some to, grief. To try to make his life <laughs> miserable. Yeah, like, they get these hotel rooms, 
And then the midget guy, he's chilling in his room. He's got this awesome view. He's fucking he's living, living large. He's loving it. And then they sw- switch over to Carl. He's looking out over a rooftop with a bunch of junk laying around. <laughs> it's like, I bet you that's why they put those big domes on the Taj Mahal so people wouldn't leave junk all over the place. That's all, that might be episode two, but it's pretty fucking funny. It just comes up with the fucking silliest, like, just a super, like, down-to-earth, funny shit, dude. Just, like, normal dude mm-hmm. perspective on shit. It's really fucking funny. If you have not watched An Idiot Abroad, you should. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of some of my coworkers, perhaps. Some <laughs> local chaps around here. <laughs> not too different. Not at all. Small town. <laughs> Small town folks. That is in uh, Wisconsin. Most of what I oh I did I got a new fa- fucking favorite movie too. What's that? Into the Wild. What's that? What's that one? Based on a book, but it's that bro who his folks are fucking dickheads, and he just fucking like says fuck it. Like he graduates law school and fucking gets his college degree or whatever, and then he just says fuck it and bails, disappears, s- drops his car off in the desert and leaves it, and just fucking walks away. Ends up like living. Just on the road, walking, traveling, and shit. But the goal of going to Alaska mm-hmm. and seeing like this crazy wilderness where there's just no people around, and I don't know if you have you heard of it or read the book. No, nah. I, don't, I think I've, I've maybe heard of it before, but I don't know anything about the plot. Yeah, so like he like just travels around, meets all these interesting people. It's just like a friendly hobo. Yeah, Hitching pretty much. rides on the rail. Like he's a super smart cat and shit and ends up in Alaska, lives in this bus. True story based on this true guy. And they, they try to make the movie accurate to the book and the way this guy lived. So there's these scenes from the movie. And if you Google the dude, mm-hmm. you'll find pictures of this dude in those positions doing these things. And he, he left all these journals, too. He ended up dying in Alaska. Uh, it's kind of a fucking spoiler, but... Um, spoiler alert! Super good, super fucking cool guy. Mm-hmm. If you're into, like, Tim Berry music, this guy has similar ideas. Just kind of counterculture. Let's not fucking so if have a house and all this bullshit. One day I come come down here for the podcast and you're... <laughs> you're gone. Hot rods parked out in the wilderness, abandoned, <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna look for you in Alaska. Nah, I'm not going to. It's fucking. I'm sick of the cold, dude. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I'll just be fuck on a raft. I'll be on that great, like weird plastic reef, trying to fucking paddle it over to Hawaii. You're gonna be <laughs> heading down the Mississippi like a Huck Finn. If I'm ever fucking homeless, <laughs> yeah, I'm heading south, motherfucker, <laughs> not heading <laughs> north, dude. <laughs> but so fucking good. I fucking love that movie. Mm, I don't watch right. many movies, and I don't proclaim any movies are good, but that one was fucking great. So Sweet. There you go. I had a run-in with the Warhammer Quest app. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're way behind the curve on this one. But somebody posted on Twitter a few weeks ago that it was free for a week, (laughs) which I checked it out. I guess technically it is free, but you're stuck with like one party. You can't, if you want to change classes or something, you got to pay money, kind of like pay for upgrades kind of thing. And at first I was like, man, this is kind of stupid. Why do people like... Would people really be playing this if it wasn't didn't have Warhammer in the title? Because it's like a top-down version. You're going around just beating up spiders <laughs> and bats and other little tiny piddly creatures. Minotaurs. And I'm like, well, I don't know. This isn't very fun. Maybe I'll give it a go. And then I'm like, 
Yeah, then it kind of kicked in. We're like, oh, yeah, got some gold now. I can get a better sword. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can get that, that magic item there. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'm like, oh, I was going to go on a quest here. I'm like, oh, this guy's about to level up. I wonder what happens. <laughs> Basically, it's just a progress scam where you're always wanting to level up. <laughs> and I played it. I had it for two days before I had to uninstall it. <laughs> But it was actually uh, the same day we were having a date night. I was having a date night with Kelly. Yeah. So we are going to go on a Christian's Bistro, <laughs> which is in Stevens Point, a half hour away. So, yeah, got this thing charged up. I don't need internet. Well, Kelly can drive. I can play Warhammer <laughs> Quest on the way there. <laughs> we'll have a nice dinner. And then I mm-hmm. uh, played a little Quest on the way back. <laughs> she fell asleep on the couch and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I was gathering my loot, my gold. <laughs> but, I don't know, I, I played it for probably maybe five or six hours between the two days. But, it, I don't know, even after that amount of time, I was still just, like, killing spiders and goblins. Yeah. My guys were, like, level two. So, I don't... After a while, you're, you're just, like, doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> and the novelty is kind of wore off. So, Sounds I'm going like to give that one a thumbs. Yeah, yeah <laughs> giving that one a thumbs down there. It's kind of a slippery slope. Because uh, basically, even if you kind of do like it, it's a complete waste of your time <laughs> in all respects. That's how pretty Plus much you every feel game really is. Dopey. Well, you, I felt a, like extra dopier because, like, I was hunched over in front of my phone, <laughs> just kind of looking at this tiny screen, and, like, <laughs> moving it around. Did you spend any time on the crapper at work playing this? No, I got it on a Saturday, and then about halfway through Sunday, <laughs> yeah, that's when I uninstalled it. You realize you'd pissed away a whole fucking yeah, free day on this? Weekend. Yeah. All right. So, I got two don't, games. Don't play with fire. Don't play with fire, my I've, friends. I've thought about downloading that or, or getting it, but I don't have an, an iPad, so that makes it pretty easy, but mm-hmm. I still want to try it one of these days. But um, I got two games. One, a classic, found my God of War 2 game. Oh, that's right. I've been playing the, the fuck out of the uh, PS2, yeah. So I've been playing the fuck out of that. Figure out get through the quest, but I got it down where I only let myself play twenty to thirty minutes a day. That's pretty good if you can stick to it. I've yeah. had I've had arrangements with myself where I st- I've stuck to an hour and been able to successfully <laughs> do it for a while. That's why I can't play so Civilization get close to the four end usually, yeah. and then it's yeah. like. There's oh, no, some games. There's just no agreement. Like if I start playing Civ Four, I'm stuck here for six to eight hours, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking teed. But something like that, it's cool because there's always save points. I don't want to fucking shoot my whole load right away. I like to fucking coast it out. God of War Two. I think that's the one that I played. Is that the one where you fight the Colossus at the beginning? Yeah, you do. Okay. The big yeah, that's the one I played. Statue too. of Liberty, fine. but he's yeah. male. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, that's where the one where you start out super awesome because you're a god. Mm-hmm. And you're at the top of your game because you, in theory, played through the first game. But yeah, then they take all your pods away and you're a little schlub. You're a fucking schlub slayer got- with a couple of chain axes, demoted to doom seeker status. Pretty much. <laughs> I got it down where I only ever put all my extra orbs into getting them fucking chain axes better because all the other weapons are fucking shit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, such a fucking blast. Dude, the theatrics and the layout and the mythology of that game is super cool. As I'm doing it, I was thinking how awesome it would be if they would expand and do like a fucking Viking version and an Egyptian mm-hmm. version. There's yeah. so many awesome fucking possibilities there that they could run with, but 
I really think they should. I think eventually Kratos, he's going to kill all the Greek dudes. He's going to have to head down to Egypt, fuck him up. Start slaying the fucking sun god and shit. Yeah. How do you fight the sun, bro? He hits it with that fucking <laughs> chain thing, pulls it down That's out of the sky. <laughs> And then start shooting it with his magical bow and arrow. <laughs> and then when you get it weak enough, you gotta, you gotta hit a certain button, jump on uh, its back, tra- reaches his arm deep down inside, and pulls out its still beating sun heart. <laughs> that is one of the most graphic fucking games I've ever played. There's like, you can grab most opponents. Sometimes you gotta weaken them first, but you can always grab them. And when you do, you can hit any button, they'll do something different. Mm-hmm. Like some of them you can turn them over and snap their neck sideways. Some of them you can rip their arm off yeah. and beat them with it. Like Meal did the cone at fucking Wombat. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking just insanely grotesque. Isn't one of the main enemies you fight in that, that just like hordes of little beastmen. Yeah, they are. And stuff. Yeah, like little satyrs. And there's lots of Minotaur. The Minotaur are these huge fuckers. Sometimes they have like flaming weapons and you beat them up and then you fucking, once you can finally grab a hold of them, you fucking pin them on their back and stab your blade through the through their mouth and through the back of their throat. It's pretty fucking <laughs> greasy, man, but... Moving on. Moving on. We got Raj's pick of the fucking month. Oh, yeah. Muzak. We're bringing this bad boy back. So my pick of the month is a band called Scar Symmetry, which I've heard of them from time to time when I was on Spotify and listening to Swedish death metal bands <laughs> like In Flames and Soil Work, and these guys would pop up. But the name always kind of turned me off because it makes me think of like suburban kids cutting themselves for no reason. Because <laughs> life but, isn't difficult, so they have to make it difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did actually uh, check out a few of their songs, and now probably for the last two or three weeks, I've just been jamming them constantly at work on uh, the Spotify app. And so the band is Scar Symmetry, and they're part of like the Gothenburg, Swedish kind of death metal scene. And they have three albums out, I think. And but I mostly just listen to them through Spotify, and a lot of they have the same kind of sound through through all of those albums. So any one of okay. them. And we'll, we're going to have a link to a couple of the songs in our support section of the website, which is new. We're going to have a few other things there that we'll mention throughout the rest of this podcast. But if if you do like the band, you can check them out. Uh, and this this track is about two and a half minutes long. So if you don't like it, just skip through it. But the actual name of the song is a bit wordy. It's Gro- Ghost Prototype 2, which is a sequel to a different song, Ghost Prototype 1, <laughs> hyphen Dusex Machina. Is that, the, is that the proper pronunciation of that, that term? I fucking don't know. Dusex Machina. <laughs> Machina. But, yeah, so we're going to jam it right now. Boom.
All right, so uh, Screw City signed up. I got Butcher on board for that, too. Really? The yeah. 3,000 point sensations back? 3K this year, they're allowing, allowing Battle Scrolls and... Hmm, Battle Scrolls. Yeah, so I could take, like, m- maybe the fucking Bulogers with some kind of crazy bitch. <laughs> 3K is pretty pretty heavy, though, so I'll probably end up going back to Beastmen, though. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's going. Nobody fucking plays Beastmen anymore. There's yeah. just a few fucking diehard bros that are still rocking that shit. So. You gotta run uh, the run a Goros list, man. The Senegor special character. I think you should run a special character, Beastman special character. It would be a special challenge for yourself to mix it up here. I'm not a special character, dude. I think you need to try it, my man. I don't think I've ever feel that a special I character. I think this might be it. You've been talking how the beasts are so stale. It's the same thing. Well, I ain't played them in Let's fucking Let's mix it up. Now. Let's mix it up. I haven't played them since before Northstar. We're going to get you a special character. <laughs> All right. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> we'll take a look. One of these episodes here. We'll take a look. We'll get you set up with something real nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll fucking see. I was pretty happy with my list last year, which was 3K Beast. Mm-hmm. Pretty chaff heavy. Shard of the fucking shitstone. Mm-hmm. I will not likely be attending Screw City. Although I had a blast last year, and it was awesome. I'm trying to go to more events in general. Not just the same events over and over. Um, so I'm, for the local stuff, I'm just going to be hitting them every other year. Yeah. So I don't think I'll be going down. So that's good. You got Butch lined up there. They got Butch. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Andrew's what are on the, board. What are the dates for that one? Well, that one falls on October 11th and 12th this year. And that's in Rockford, Illinois. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I've been uh, in a real fucking funk lately, so... I almost signed up for Bug Eater until I realized, <laughs> well, it is, if we're going to move the Warhammer weekend, I might be able to make Bug Eater, but mm-hmm. end of the month shit's rough for me now because this fucking apartment shit, so mm-hmm. anything end of the month is going to be fucking <laughs> sketchy at best. Okay. I did officially bow out of Quake City. Sad news. Sad, Sad fucking news, news my friend. I was not happy with that, but the old lady being gone, short on cash, trying to fucking keep up with all this shit. I got to get my shit together here. Figure it out. Figure it out. Too much going on. I'm still going. Yeah, that's fair. You got your old lady lined up to go. Oh, yeah. There'll be plenty of people going. Come Maybe she going. could step in for you. Yeah. You can loan her the beasts or the, <laughs> Give her the, the ogres. ogres. <laughs> Probably the ogres. She's a newbie. <laughs> set her up for failure. Well, I'll set her up beast. for a podium. <laughs> Solid <laughs> ogre list. <laughs> Thinking of best ogre finish here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I can pretty disappointed in myself but i just can't swing it right now yeah it is expensive yeah everything it's like in the downtown type district so mm. you would have ran up quite a tally there we had the plan to do one travel event a year and i did end up fucking hitting up the masters so there you go not likely to force gump my way into another <laughs> invite to that so <laughs> take it when it's offered i suppose mm-hmm. all right fucking moving moving right along man let's get on the fucking topic of the week yeah this one, we're going back in time. We don't have a phone booth. about some demons. We, don't, we should get a phone booth. There's one downtown. We could go take pictures by it again. Pictures of it. John and Roger's excellent adventure. <laughs> With the dwarves, it's definitely the bogus journey. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're saying demons are more exciting historically? Yeah, they've had a lot of different things going on with them. Now, with the dwarves, 
Now that I thought about it, that probably was one of the least interesting choices to go through. Being that there's like no <laughs> Nothing changes that changed in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good, solid baseline. Baseline. <laughs> but the demons, they've gone through a couple different changes. GW hasn't really figured out how, how they've wanted to do them over the years. So they've tried a few different ways to organize them. And so we're going to go back to start a fourth edition, mm. early 90s, looking at the first army books. Before then, it uh, was third edition, and it's not really compatible with <laughs> what we're talking about here. All right. So we're going to take a look at these old demon books, and then sort of like our side goal is to figure out, evaluate them for a possible Raj Pajian <laughs> thousand-point list. <laughs> which we'll see is a little complicated in trying to do something for the demons. But basically, the first iteration of the demons was in 1994 in the Chaos book, just Warhammer Armies Chaos. <laughs> Nothing else. No warriors, no something, there, no blank of chaos. Were there beastmen no in there? No chaos blanks. Yeah, this is the originator. It's got... The Chaos Warriors, the Beastmen, the Demons all mixing mm. around, frolicking, <laughs> rubbing their butts together. <laughs> One thing that always bothered me about this book was clearly there's like a gigantic 40K Titan thing <laughs> shooting cannons <laughs> and stuff in the background. But everything else looks fantasy. So this is the one. It's got Chaos Warriors, the dude on the black horse. Lots of red red ink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The red, red era, and then this massive, maybe it's an early version of the Skull Cannon. Maybe this is the original inspiration <laughs> for the latest army book released. That thing's a goddamn cannon for sure. Okay. <laughs> so the Chaos book split. There wasn't even really distinct factions. It was just kind of one list, mix and match, take whatever you want. Yeah. It's all good under the eyes of Chaos, brother. <laughs> Those are the days. Yeah. So the Demon Rules... They start at page 39, if you want to jump ahead there. But, yeah, looking through the heavy metal section. They're pretty bad. Yeah, they're tied together with red. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so much the, red. The dragon ogre bodies are nothing but just red paint. No highlights. <laughs> Not even an ink tossed on there. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, the little conversion check section. <laughs> Basically, conversions were tough back then. It was all metal. Every... All the conversions were metal. How to? There's a little section here. How to cut a scorpion tail off this dog? <laughs> <laughs> Attach it to this guy so you can get a scorpion tail on your hero. <laughs> Talk to me about the fucking awesome. demon animosity right. table. It's what is this brutal. nonsense? Yeah. So the demons used to be whenever they came within 12 inches of each other, you would have to roll on this table, oh. and this is pretty fucking brutal it was way worse if you roll you roll a d6 on a five or a six so this is if you have nurgle or slanash the different gods mixing with each other on the table and they came too close you roll a d6 on a five or six the demons tolerate the presence of their rivals <laughs> nothing happens <laughs> on a three or a four the demons will not move or do anything else this turn, <laughs> but are otherwise unaffected and can fight back in close combat. <laughs> On a one or two, 
The demons recognize their rivals, are overcome with rage, immediately move the unit towards its rivals so that it charges and engages them in hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. Uh, the rivals. And that continues. Yeah. Until you roll a five plus <laughs> at the start of a demon turn. Uh, they, so, won't, they won't flee. You never have to take a break check, but they're just going to duke it out. <laughs> pretty much, like, you're encouraging mono god there. Yeah, like, there's you pretty no much reason. have to go mono or wow. be very careful about what you do. But, yeah, so that's one of the main demon rules. The other one is the demon saving throw. <laughs> it was just a four plus, and it could be modified by the strength of the attack. So it's like an armor save, but then it would it would be negated by magic, weapons or a spell or something like that. So it had all kinds of fuck me overs. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty lame. But then the infantry, so the plague bears, the demonettes and the zinch horrors, all of those units were also all wizards. So if you had between 1 and 5, they're level 1, 6 to 10, level 2, so <laughs> on and so forth. So these guys actually ended up being pretty expensive infantry. Uh, but the last thing is all the demons cause fear and terror, but otherwise they're not immune to psychology or anything. They, they don't have any special break rules. They're, most of them are leadership 10, so they're tough to break, but they don't have any psychology rules at this point. Um, but, yeah, all the infantry models, the, the blood letters, the demonettes, they're all really similar. So they're all wizards except for the uh, blood, blood letters. letters, of course. But they're all high weapon skill, high ballistic skill, strength four, T3, one wound, initiative six, and two attacks. Um, the blood letters had awesome hellblades. Each wound does D3. Oh. That was just the infantry. Wow. That's, that would just own any ogre list. <laughs> well, the plague bears have it even better. They're plague swords. If you do a wound, it'll kill anything on a four plus automatically. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So a lot of the original units are in here. Flesh hounds, all the greater demons are in here. Fiends of Slanish, Beasts of Nurgle. Flamers. Flamers. Flamers used to be six-inch range, doing <laughs> D6 strength three hits if they successfully hit. Pretty worthless. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of the demons are pretty badass. Like the Flamers, strength five, T4, two wounds, two attacks, weapons. They're actually pretty similar stats, but they used to be move nine. That's pretty Holy badass. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fucking awesome. Uh-huh. The uh, greater demon stats are just unreal. Bloodthirster, weapon skill... Ballista skill 10, strength 8, toughness 7, 10 wounds, 8 initiative, 10 attacks, leadership 10. Axe of Corn does D3 wounds, chaos armor. Uh, pretty much all of the greater demons are similar. Keeper Secrets, weapon skill 9, 8 wounds, strength, toughness 7, 6 attacks. But, okay, so let's get a look at the points then. So on page 60, we get into the army lists. And this is where we've got some sad news for, for the podge. <laughs> Um, for the army construction rules, in this era, it was 25% or more percent on, you spend on regiments, up to 25% on monsters, 25 on characters. So the demons are in their own special little bucket. So you can spend up to 50% of your points on demons. Mm. So at this time, it, you couldn't take a standalone demon army. It wasn't a thing that you could do. They were just supplemental 
to the uh, different chaos lists. Just and noticed that a fucking plague bearer is thirty points per model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. Balls. So even if we, I could take them, um, like a blood letter is twenty points with no magic. So I don't know. We have a 250-point unit cap at Podge. So that's like eight Plague Bearers. <laughs> Teeth Toughness 3 with a 4-plus armor save. Oh, if they hit any character, you get two hits, two wounds on a character, they're going to fucking kill it. Mm-hmm. Now, Demonette is 35 points per model. Oh, yeah. Dude, has got three attacks, bro. 35 <laughs> points per... You get like three of them for that, no? Yeah. Well, their weapon skill 6... And anyone touching them was minus one leadership. One and wound. Wizards. One wound. <laughs> 35. Yeah. Ballistic skill shooting would fucking own that list. Yeah. I don't think I'll be going <laughs> to swing this list. Oh one thing my. that's interesting is Fiends of Slanash were big weenies back then. Move six, weapon skill three, strength, toughness three, initiative three, one attack. Shit. One wound. Shit leadership. 30 points. Yeah. One wound. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody play this shit back then? What? No, they not really. Like the demons weren't very popular for a no shit. pretty long time. You could paint an army in no time because you yeah. got like twenty models. Well, the greater demons are awesome. How many points are, are them, John? Oh, I have to scroll back up here. Well, Keeper of Secrets, seven hundred and fifty <laughs> points. <laughs> Lord of Change is 700. Jesus Christ. I think they had the points a bit skewed. Great Unclean one was 750. Mm-hmm. And the fucking granddaddy of them all, the Bloodthirster, at 800 <laughs> points. 800 bloody points. Yeah. Holy balls, dude. Well, in the scheme of things, they're not too far off. Uh, for this edition of the game, we'll see that compared to nowadays, a lot of the infantry seems overcosted. The cavalry seems way overcosted back in these editions but the rules were different it made sense back then <laughs> um, at this point there's no no customization really there isn't any demon gifts or anything you can really give out to customize these guys it yeah. pretty much just is what it is um the artwork is just total garbage in this book <laughs> yeah I'm, i remember just reading this book over and over when i was a little shit rat so this is pretty nostalgic for me man don't ruin it don't spoil it bro yeah. well i think this is fucking retarded so 94 demons they are out i can't possibly build a legal podge list with just the demons <laughs> okay so the next incarnation is in the 1998 realm of chaos book this one they went pretty bland on the cover yeah like black obsidian and a fucking metal chaos star with a skull mm-hmm. this this one's by thomas Perirnen. remember him everybody loved him back in the day did they the early internet days uh, and rick Priestley himself was involved <laughs> yeah, in did. the making of this I remember going to like people's GeoCities web pages, like Warhammer <laughs> web pages. They'd have like models and stuff that they built. Anyways, okay, yeah, this one, the cover of this one's that eight-pointed star with a looks like a demon skull or something. Am I right? Okay, the demon goodies start on page sixty-four. Well, on page seven, they have some artwork of a beast and Urgle that looks pretty much like the current beast and Urgle model. <laughs> He's kind of curled around himself. <laughs> yeah, like they just John Blanche did that and stuck with that fucking idea. 
It's probably the, that original model from that era. Jesus. Yeah, the artwork's getting closer to the current GW style. Yeah, some of it's a lot better, but some of it's pretty fucking crap still. And then they repeat the same artwork a couple times. Yeah. Okay. The Demons starting their shit on page 64, for those of you following at home. <laughs> <laughs> and the douchebag sitting next to me. <laughs> I'm kind of half drunk from that beer I just had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's no real major changes to the base demon rules. Their saving throw is the same. Demon animosity table is the same. Yep. The um, the demon's saving throw is clarified where if you're riding something, you get a plus one to oh. your demon saving throw armor save. But otherwise, oh. the, the basic rules are the same. They cause fear, but they're not like immune to psych and stuff on their own. They don't have any of the weird demon break rules yet. Crumble tests, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this is the first book that has the demonic rewards. So Mm. demon gifts. So a lot of these are old school, like the plague flails in here. 25 points, those two wounds. Demonic robes, minus one strength if you're attacked. So you can start customizing. Basically, you can give these to like one of the greater demons, or you can take a, just a blank demon prince. So this is the first book with a demon prince type character that you can use, where yeah. he's just unassigned, and then you can give him a mark later. There is a five-point item you can give your greater demon called the Lord of Chaos. It costs five points, and then any demons within 12 inches can ignore the demonic animosity. Uh. So why would anybody not take that one thing? Yeah, well, it's limited to that one character. Oh, jeez. But just that little change, I think, made the army a lot more viable. If you're going Mono God, you don't need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other cool thing is you can actually summon a greater demon, so you yeah. don't have to take um, a demon host. So this one, this book is split up where you take the a mortal general, and then you're stuck with mostly mortal troops, and then you can take the other ones kind of as allies. Yeah. And for this one, you can summon a greater demon with one of your wizards, like a beastman shaman or a, a chaos sorcerer, and you put down a summoning circle at the beginning of the game, <laughs> and then you roll a chart, and then it kind of says what turn the greater demon will show up on. So you can use a greater demon without having to use a specific demon host. At least it's, he always shows up and you never... Yeah, it's kind of weird because it, it, it can't go wrong. The worst thing that happens is he shows up on turn three. But basically, you just roll a d6. On a six, he shows up first turn. On a two to five, he shows up second turn. And then on a, on a one, that doesn't show up till turn three. <laughs> but a lot of the, the basic point values and the like the unit archetypes are pretty much... The yeah, same as they were before. The stats look pretty similar. The stats are similar. The infantry units are still wizards. They're still expensive as hell. <laughs> um, okay. So for this book, it is possible to take an all-demon army. You can take a demon warlord, and then you can take demon regiments. But unfortunately, <laughs> for Raj Podge, it's only 1,000 points, and no lord-level troops are allowed for the Podge. <laughs> So you would be unable to use this book to field a demon <laughs> army. You can't have a general, bro. Because all you can take is demon princes and greater demons, which are considered lord choices. Although I was looking, trying to figure out if I would take any of these troops, and the um, 
Flesh Hounds look pretty decent, actually. Bloodletter, 20 points. Bloodletter champion, 60 points. Yeah. One wound! <laughs> One wound! This is back when champions would be like 40 or 50 points apiece. Jesus. And usually Christ. they come from the character selection. You could give them a magic item. 1998. But, yeah. It was a different time. I was fresh out of high school. Well, three years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. This book, these two books are the laughing stock of the <laughs> Warhammer historic book world. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. You can't afford anything. Your whole army would be like 10 fucking bloodletters and a champ. Yeah, I don't think people took many all-demon armies back Because <laughs> you'd have, like, yeah, three units of 10 guys, greater demon... Some random fiends <laughs> or flesh hounds or something. That'd be it. <laughs> Not much potential for power gaming here. <laughs> a lot of the shits, like to get a weapon that has no armor save, it was 50 points then, it's 50 points now. Uh, a lot of that stuff. Cloud of flies, minus one to hit in hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. A lot of things held true through the years. The more they change, the more they stay <laughs> the same, John. Okay. So... And that book's 1998 Demons are out. Round 2000, that was when the new edition of Warhammer 6th edition came out. The Ravening Hordes book. Yeah, 2001. The demons in there. We're not going to get into those demons. They're basically (laughs) just carried forward from the prior year. Okay. Uh, In 2002, the Hordes of Chaos book came out. But that is not the next installment of the demons, my friend. <laughs> because in 2001, there was a demon list published in White Dwarf. Mm. And that's actually where a ton of the current demon rules come from, is this 2001 article by Anthony Reynolds. You got this one up? Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, demons gained immune to psychology. They gained the true... Well, they gained a 5-plus ward. It was negated by magical attacks and spells back then. But they gained the ward save. They gained the demonic instability. Now, listen to this horse shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, demon instability would basically be the two downsides of um, being a demon and just being like a normal trooper. So, you would take a leadership check, and then you take a wound for each... Uh, point that you kind of lost by, kind of mm-hmm. similar to the way it is now. But then also, if you just rolled over the demon's leadership, you would also break and flee in <laughs> addition to the wounds <laughs> that you took. <laughs> so demons were still fleeing at this time. And the models. But they gained immune to psych. Still pretty poopy. <laughs> yeah. We got the beaky flamers. Just the, the, l- the current greater demons, these are the same greater demons, aren't they? They probably are. They're pretty small and dicky looking. Yeah, they're kind of weedy little bastards. They were converting them with metal minotaur heads, and the heads look pretty big on the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old Cloud of Flies won up 10 points in this book from last book. <laughs> yeah, so they carried forward the demonic gifts. The unit choices are similar. This is the first instance of the Exalted Demon. So at this point, he's kind of like uh, just a generic, kind of like a hero choice on foot. Yeah. He's got two wounds. You can give him a mark or gifts to try to match him to one of the gods. Um, One thing we haven't talked about is 
throughout all these books, there's been demonic cavalry. Yeah. So the blood crushers have been in. There's been plague bearers riding beasts of Nurgle. They're typically an upgrade to the mm-hmm. to the core unit. And then you can get demonettes on steeds of Slanesh. And at this point, the fiends are starting to get a little beefier, closer to what they are now. Movement 7, but their weapon skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, initiative 5, 3 attacks, leadership 9. So at this point, they decided, all right, we'll let these guys fight. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a little six-page article, and a lot of the current demon rules are based off what this guy did in that white dwarf. Remember when there used to be white dwarf lists? Yeah. I used to use a wood elf (laughs) white dwarf list. There was the Dogs of War and a Chronicles or the Annual. Remember those? Barely. (laughs) It was in 2002. It was the Warhammer Annual that collected all these white dwarf articles. And then in 2003, they changed it to the Chronicles, and it was the same thing. And then, like, in 2004, they decided not to do it ever again. (laughs) In typical GW fashion, which is to never see any long-term plan through, it seems like. (laughs) Okay. So, in 2002... The Hordes of Chaos book came out, and people might be familiar with this one. This one has the warriors and the demons within it. Yeah, this book I actually own still. The artwork's getting better. The cover is a big, beefy Chaos warrior. Must be undivided, because back then you could do that. Mm -hmm. It's in black armor. Yeah, and then the Beasts of Chaos are in a separate book, which was released in 2003. Yeah. But they were compatible. So this is the one where you take the... It was the core special rare setup, and you could take the mortal general to get mortal core, and then all the beast units and demon units were in special, or vice versa. So you could take these two books and kind of mix match between them. But mainly, this book is probably the low point for the fucking demons here, (laughs) (laughs) I have to say. Um, This book is mostly dedicated to the mortals, and there's hardly any demon stuff in it in this book they get a proper word save or no no it's the same (laughs) word save as before it's a five plus which can be negated by magic and then in this one it's similar to the demonic instability from the the white dwarf they take the wounds but then instead of fleeing if they uh, auto roll over their leadership in this one they automatically disappear <laughs> from the battlefield this is the one i remember playing against a fair amount back in the day yeah i believe uh tom mcclure was <laughs> running a chaos demon corn army at this time period um in this there's a couple new units in here which is the exalted demon was turned into kind of like a mini mini demon prince there are three wounds, strength five, toughness five. You remember fighting those things? I do. <laughs> um, the f- this is the first instance of the Furies, if you remember those bastards. I remember those awful fucking metal models with yeah. the big old arms out and shit. Mm-hmm. This is the first book with Screamers in it. Okay, so we got Bloodletters, Fleshhounds, Plaguebearers, Nurglings. The points are starting to come together. Yeah, the Bloodletters are still 16 points a Their model. stats are similar... The plague bears are close, closer to where they are. The weapons go four. The flesh toughness four. Pretty shit. One attack. Mm-hmm. The demonettes are in here. There's horrors, screamers, and furies. 
And that's it. So they <laughs> dropped all the demonic cavalry. They dropped, there's no more fiends of Slanesh, and there's no more beasts of Nurgle. <laughs> there's the demonettes. There's only one Slanesh unit is demonettes. That's all you could take if you wanted to do a, a Slanesh themed demon army. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah. So the leadership is shit, eights and nines. This, yeah, it was pretty much unusable. Yeah, it's just a big stinky mookie stick. Well, it is podge legal, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the infantry, basically it's just infantry, and I it's all overpriced compared to 8th edition infantry, so I can't one, really do anything. Like you said before, they're focused on the mortals, and the beasts and the demons were just there to spice up the mortals a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, the demons, or the beasts get their own shit. The beasts and the demons, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But this is the first book with... The spells are compatible with 8th edition, and the casting costs are awesome. Like the level 6 spell in Slanesh is an 11+. plus. I think all the books have been converted over. Are there any old books that have these old spells in them yet? Uh, I don't I think, think so. maybe the Skaven. That might be the only one. But what, what do you mean? That just have these old super low casting costs. Because of the entire magic setup was completely different. Well, where like an eleven plus was kind of hard to cast. Skaven's got twenty five fucking point spells, so maybe. But these spells, even though they're low casting costs, they're pretty shit. Except for the Slanish stuff. The Slanish stuff was so awesome back then. This book was cool though because it combined everything. Mm -hmm. It's more like what I wish Chaos was still like. Bringing it back. Although I really, then I could expand the Beastmen into a Warriors Army, and I don't want to do With that. Ninth edition rumors, man. <laughs> forces of destruction, forces of chaos. Well, if I could somehow get a Slanesh spellcaster in here, <laughs> it might be worth it just for this spell. And Rapturing Spasms. Some people might remember this motherfucker. <laughs> cast on a 10 plus, cast it on an enemy unit within 18. They can't voluntarily move, they can't shoot. Attack in close combat or cast spells, <laughs> and they're hit automatically in close combat. Jesus. And they count as being immune to psychology, so you can't flee any charges or anything. <laughs> Remember the one time Kevin Cool almost beat me was he cast that spell on a unit of pikemen, <laughs> and I charge in his demonettes into him. Oh, I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> almost beat you, though. Yeah. But unfortunately... I could take an exalted demon as a general, 230 points naked, and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> I could take shitty, overpriced infantry that if I failed a leadership check, they would just pop, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see where the double six thing comes from. So a lot of the current rules, you know, they're just drawing from this old stuff. Keeping that flavor in your mouth. Yeah. Now that's pretty much it for the demons. After 2002, you didn't see many demons out there until 2004 <laughs> when the storm of chaos arrived, John. <laughs> this is when the demons are like, fuck, what are we going to do with these backlogs <laughs> of models here? <laughs> Yeah, I said he's buying these pieces of shit. These fucking demons. So 2004 was a storm of chaos. This is Bellicor's entrance. Yeah. The Dark Master. Remember that mm -hmm. shit? I do. I thought I always thought that dude was pretty fucking badass. He was like trying to 
steal Archon's thunder, mm-hmm. try to get the demon shit going. Was that his deal? <laughs> All the fucking core units. Well, you got flamers, but the rest are mounted. Yeah. So in this one, the demonic ward save becomes a true ward save. Finally. Champion again, finally. My fucking 30-point model. <laughs> you can get a demonic BSB. You get the greater icon. You can get magic banners for the bastards. And then the leadership of everything is increased by one. So instead of sevens and nines, it's up to eights and tens. They brought back the plague riders, the blood crushers. Yep. So the... The chariots. The chariots were in this one. Those were in rare. Basically, you had one chariot of each god in rare, one unit of themed cavalry and special, and then in core, you just had the infantry models. This is the first instance of the herald, demonic herald. He's uh, 120 points, just an undivided guy, and you can upgrade him in different ways to get him spells and such. But this is, yeah, this is when you really start seeing these guys because the, remember the plague riders? These are almost, okay, what what would you rather have currently? So you have a Beast of Nurgle currently, 60 points. You got a Plague Rider. 80 points. 80 points. He's got weapon skill 4, plus 1 weapon skill. He's got an extra point of initiative. He's got an extra attack, and he's got 2 extra leadership. Well, that's because he's going to But he still has poison <laughs> attacks and uh, Cloud of Flies. Well, Cloud of Flies. But he, does, he doesn't um, regen. But he's got weapons go four is huge for the minus one to hit. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. I'm glad they took that away. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got the pleasure seekers, which are demonettes on those big booby snakes. Basically, yeah. all these, these cavalry, they're just, they have one stat line. If you had a dude that had like four dicks going up his body, <laughs> he could titty fuck one of those booby snakes. <laughs> all the sets of tits at the same time. There's like male and female booby snakes. <laughs> they just entwine around each other. Just a bunch of tit fucking <laughs> Actually, I have one of those booby snakes. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll give it to you if you want to do some floppy dongs. Just hanging. <laughs> just equal opportunity. Chop off the tits and put dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so the pleasure seekers, 55 points, movement 10, weapon skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 3 wounds, and ish 5, attacks 4. It looks exactly almost like Fiends of Slanesh. Uh, blood crushers are in here. Change bringers, remember these things? Oh, man, that's a blast from the past there. So these, this is like probably the inspiration for the new Flaming Chariot of Zinch which is a flamer on a chariot or on a disc pulled by two screamers. So the change bringers were just flamers on discs, mm-hmm. and they kind of hover around. They couldn't couldn't fly fully, but they could float 15 <laughs> inches. But they're toughness five with three wounds. This is the first time you could take flamers in full units. Previously, they'd be like weird little upgrades to the horror units. <laughs> they'd kind of be like weapon teams for them. Yeah, a lot of memories here, dog. A lot of memories. Mounted Demonettes. Okay, so I could take a Demonic Legion list. Mounted Demonettes. 30 points. Weapon skill 4, strength 4, 2 attacks. Mm, I guess that is a bit pricey. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'd want to max out the Plague Riders, but I, mm, it is a Monster's Cavalry model. So I can't just use my Beast. I don't want to be that, that, that douchey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a... Plague Bearer riding a Beast of Nurgle. Maybe I could just use a Beast of Nurgle if I wanted to. That'd be badass little units. Two units of four. It'd be 320 points each. 
Oh, maybe I couldn't hit my core requirements <laughs> at that amount. Mm. Yeah, I uh, don't maybe. Foresee. Actually, I don't think you can take well, Exalted Demon. No, you could. I can't take a Herald because a Herald can never be the general. But an Exalted Demon basically is the same as the Hordes of Chaos book. Yeah, looks like I'll be... Not if I want to use demons, <laughs> it's going to be the last demon book. Finally break out those hordes of blood letters that <laughs> I've been uh, denied for so long. Yeah. We but trash-talked even, the historic dwarf book a lot, but not no change means it's still pretty compatible with the current edition. All yeah. of them. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I can't really use any of these. No. For the podge. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing like a 2,000-point game or something, you could possibly use the Demonic Legion, I think would be somewhat competitive. Some of the choices are good. The points are in line for all the monstrous units, and the chariots are all right, too. Yeah. But that's it. That's the history of the demons. <laughs> Very different from the dwarves. These yeah. motherfuckers be dropping units and units, changing the names of units, changing the stats. The points cost now are almost a third of what they were at the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because the dwarves were more expensive, too, at the start. Not 30 points a bro, though. But they are like, maybe... F- three or four or five points more expensive yeah and then like each book came out and they like all drop by a point <laughs> they drop by a point and they drop by a point well they realize book. people get bigger armies people buy more fucking models <laughs> yeah, that's true i think that's games workshop strategy with the latest tree can models drop their stats down but then drop the points too mm. it's all right bro just get more <laughs> they're cheaper you get fucking cheaper. three for the price of two yeah yeah that demons you can kind of interesting to see how they've evolved over the years i wouldn't mind that ninth edition i think it is fluffy themey what have you for the chaos powers to align so i wouldn't have a problem with the demon forces joining up with the warriors the beasts having a big fucking orgy around (laughs) the herdstone i kind of like that but i'm kind of done with the beast man thing i wouldn't want to paint a bunch of warriors in blues or chimeras Like the beast skin on the yeah. Camaras. <laughs> yeah, pretty done with that. Uh, I don't know. Would You wouldn't want to put a Camara with your beast list? I think no. that'd be pretty awesome. Well, how many points are it's they? It's kind of beasty. Because I mean, right now you got... It's two, 200 mo- some. Eh, fuck no. You got monster options now, and they're shit, and they don't complement yeah. that army. Well, these ones are good. <laughs> well, that probably would help a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody would take the Jabbas after that, unfortunately. Well, they drop the points to 150. Probably see some fucking Jabba Slice flapping yeah. around until that happens. Do they have a Jabber Slice model? Yeah, they got that big fine cast resin beast. Was that a cockatrice? Or is that no, a, there's a Jabba Slice. There's a j- <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. It's just like I can't even picture it in my mind. Big greasy looking fucking thing. <laughs> it's all gross and looks like a Jabba Slice should look. <laughs> no, that's a proper Jabba Slice. <laughs> So frog-headed bastard you're running. Bitch. <laughs> you're ripping on my model? Yeah. Put a lot of work into that, dude. I'm looking. Maybe I will run the demons as Nurgle. I got my options. Well, what's the loci? H- oh, they just get the 4 plus regen. Mm. I'll have to do a little more research into the 7th edition demon book and <laughs> see how the points stack out. Yeah. I'm pretty committed to the slayers here, so Yeah, I don't I'm not sure what I'll do. What I might uh I might go dwarves for Screw City. But uh, I don't wanna yeah, yeah. I'd Good have book. to paint at least one more gyro. And I bought two of them, but 
mm-hmm. just not feeling the painting of a gyrocopter <laughs> right now, <laughs> or the painting of anything for that matter. Okay. But well, let's take a little break. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are going to call an HPB. Check in with an HPB. This is the fucking weekly segment. Today we got the fucking foot, a.k.a. the leg end. A.k.a. Jared. (laughs) Jared. So let's give him a fucking ring, see what that bro's up to. Yeah. Jared. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? I'm just sitting around the house drinking an Irish highball. Nice. Pulling on your wiener? (laughs) Not, Not yet. I haven't been home long enough for that. (laughs) <laughs> he's been home only two minutes you gotta give him at least four for that kind of yeah. thing yeah, all i do is i got it out of my pants i haven't started pulling on yet <laughs> what's been happening buddy not a whole lot slugging <laughs> away slugging away at my breaths yeah we actually played a game of warhammer the other day what yeah we did how'd that one go well i don't remember the game at all. I don't want to talk about you it. you hammered? <laughs> <laughs> it was his first run with the Bretts, 2,500 points, and we played a Quake City Rumble scenario. <laughs> yeah, the scenario just threw me right the hell off, because I don't know how to do anything with the Bretts in the first place, and then throw the scenario in there where I got everything spread all over the board. Dude, you just got a combo charge. <laughs> That's strategy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. He took a cool list. He had two... The kind of interesting thing was two peg heroes and then two, like, two extra just heroes on, you know, just basically almost naked. Yeah. But they still had the two up, and they kind of just run around and get in the way. But it was Jared's first game, so he wasn't <laughs> quite sure how to get the best yeah. best use for him. Yeah, it was a little awkward. I was sort of fumbling <laughs> around with it. But I want to give it another shot. I play with it some more. And I had, I had Andrew over last Thursday, but I ended up playing with my VC instead of the Brett, So <laughs> You didn't want to go down to Andrew? <laughs> you had to get his morale up. <laughs> and I did. Well, Andrew was... <laughs> Andrew was trying out his new Dark Elves, so that was that was interesting. Oh God, mm. was this like two thousand point, like full armies? Yeah, twenty five hundred points. Oh, cool! So he's got a full. Hmm. Well, he proxied almost all of it. He's just trying to get a hang of the rules. Uh. <laughs> he's trying to deal with his wife. But if he gets rid of some Warhammer stuff, he can add some Warhammer stuff. So I'm in the process of trying to figure out how much I want to pay to get all of his Brett stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> cool! Yeah, that's true. He does have a bunch of Brett stuff. His stuff is painted pretty well. Yeah, he's pretty decent. You got a little less now. <laughs> yeah. So when are we going to be seeing your your Brett? How much of your Bretts are painted? Well, I've got a Lance of Ten Realms done with the BSB and Profit, and then I got one Peg Knight done and another one in the works. That's about oh, as far awesome. as I am on my Bretts. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the theme? What style you're doing? Man, I don't know if I want to do that. I just want to leave it as a surprise because I am the great unveiling is going to be. At North Star. But then I also saw that some other prick was bringing Bretonians to North Star for their mm-hmm. great unveiling. Who's doing that? Well, I heard rumor. Now, I didn't see from my own eyes. But I heard a rumor there was going to be some green-skinned orcs or, you know, <laughs> Bretonians at North Star. Dude, there is not a fucking farts chance in a hurricane <laughs> of me getting those fucking guys done for that. Zero fucking percent. Okay, fantastic. Okay. That's so, fine. We don't have to spill the beans, but... 
Um, you do a non-metallic metals on them, and they look fucking awesome. I have yeah. to say what I've seen so far. Yeah, so I'm trying out the non-metallic metals. I'm going with a sort of a blended historic fantasy theme. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm using Fireforge helms from the Teutonic Knights. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making Teutonians. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, those Fireforge models are awesome. Yeah, and their helmets are the perfect size. They they seem a little big on the Fireforge minis themselves, but they're perfect for the heroic scale that GW's mm-hmm. got. Do they have, like, big trophy kind of things on top of those helmets, or are they more like normal practical helmets? Well, they got the big horns that are on them. Okay. So the oversized, like, fins coming off the side. So Bretonian Knights had to have been modeled off of Teutonian. They had to have been, because they're the only other group in history that had big, silly helmets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How's the, uh, how's the Blood Bowl been treating you, buddy? <laughs> you know, there are some games that you immediately fall in love with, like, you know, Gorkamorka. Great time, lots of chaos. <laughs> You know, love playing the game. And then there are those other games where, well, they just kick you in the nuts, push you down, steal your lunch money. And that's where I'm at with Blood Bowl at the moment. <laughs> Did you ever play the video game? No, because I, ta- I always heard you talking about how pissed off you were getting every time you played it. <laughs> well, you should definitely try it. It's yeah. fun. Uh-huh. Well, it turns out the real game is also quite infuriating, especially when I roll about the same level as J-Jack rolled in Gorka Morka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should say our last game. I was up one point, and it came down to Legend's last turn. He had a guy who could, uh, you know, he had to do the sequence of actions, pass, and then dodge away, and then go for it. He made him, made him all. He just had to do one, one last more, go for it. One more go for it. Two plus. What could go wrong? Son of a bitch. Roll the one. Roll one. Where's your uh, team re-roll, buddy? (laughs) I used them all up on my goddamn ogre. That's (laughs) a son of a bitch. Yeah, don't take fuck ogres, minotaurs. They're all shit in that game because they don't do fucking dick once in a while. Yeah, and they're super expensive. He does have. He's got five re-rolls to start with. So he's got enough (laughs) re-rolls. Just hang in there, buddy. You'll be right as rain. <laughs> well, what am I now? Four games behind? Uh, two two games. We did play. I put a, a five five oh hurting on Butch <laughs> last Sunday. There was a rare uh, rare game where the Dark Elves were throwing the long ball. <laughs> it was actually working pretty good. I'm going to have to try that again. Why are you picking up nice Butch, man? Yeah. Well, his first game, it was two to one, and it was really close. And somehow he just... Well, that game, though, Legend was there giving him advice on everything to do. Yeah. So see what happens when when you're not there, Jared? When, I play, uh, when, I, when I'm not playing, when I'm the assistant coach, everything seems so clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, true in real life. <laughs> real life sports. Some assistant coaches just can't cut it is the main deal. Got to get more Bloodweiser, babes. Let's keep the fans at <laughs> bay. <laughs> uh. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to communicate to us before we right. let's get back to pulling your pud? Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to think about actually trying to get some painting done because now that I've actually signed up for North Star, I actually have to complete the damn army. Yeah, you fucking threw it out there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Yeah. Now there's like a, a good 75 people are going to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll all probably be at North Star <laughs> looking for these fucking knights, bro. Uh, luckily, half of them don't know who the hell I am, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> nice. You being cognito. Some bro named the foot. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for talking to us. We'll catch catch up with you later. 
Yeah, Maybe join calling. us for the five-year anniversary, the party. It's coming soon. Yeah, in a few weeks. Warhammer Field Day. I'd like to get a game against your Bretts, maybe with my Beastmen. Oh hell yeah! I gotta get I gotta get some games in here to learn how to play these guys. Sounds like a fucking plan, buddy. You awesome. don't want to play my ogres, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch you later. All right, yeah. see ya. Next up, we got Raj's cheap-ass segment. Cheap-ass. I prefer the term Raj's hidden hobby dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This segment is something we'll do on a monthly basis where I have recently moved in with the girlfriend. Mm. Some of my costs have gone up. (laughs) I'm now splitting a mortgage. Ooh, really? I am... That commuting seems, to work. That seems unfair to me. You're, yeah. you're fucking building equity for her. <laughs> paying, paying rent. I got cable I have to pay for now. She likes TV, so we're going halvesies in on that. Uh, <laughs> so I have a lot of additional expenses I've incurred <laughs> over the last six to eight weeks. I got the same problem because I lost a girlfriend oh. that was paying me rent. <laughs> well, you better pay attention, my friend. Yeah, I'm on this. Okay. Lay it on me. So this is my attempts to save money or to gain money, and I think our listeners might be interested in it as well. I will frame it in hobby terms <laughs> so they will understand, plus dollars, euros, pounds, that shit's all different. But basically, this month, I picked up this little gadget. It's called a kilowatt. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of this heard thing? I have heard of it, yeah. It's, I picked up the cheapest one. It's about 18 bucks. And it looks like it's from the late 80s. <laughs> it does. It looks like a huge <laughs> remote control for like a TV from yeah, the Yeah, this must be the original one. An old cable built. clicker. Where'd you get that old cable clicker from, dude? But basically, this is a cool little gadget where you plug it in the wall, and then you plug something into it, and then you get to measure how much electricity it uses. <laughs> so this... Does it account for the electricity that it itself uses, I wonder? I believe it does. <laughs> I believe it does. So I picked this thing up. Because it's just kind of a fun little nerdy thing to play around with. Because <laughs> I was just curious what, how much electricity certain things uses. And then also to kind of help encourage the person living with me to participate in these energy-saving activities. <laughs> so I actually found some really interesting stuff. Do you just kind of move it around your house and plug different yeah, things into it for a week? Yeah, you just plug it in for like a couple of days, yeah. and then you do a readout, and then you get your electricity bill. Like in the middle of Wisconsin, we pay like 11.143 cents a kilowatt. Okay. So electricity is measured in kilowatts, and then you can kind of figure out where you are there. So I think in Wisconsin, electricity is pretty cheap, probably yeah. compared to... So these are probably lower. So if you do live in a metropolitan area, or I think in Europe, I think electricity is a lot more expensive. Depends which plan you're on, though, because you can go on the green plan where all your energy here is generated from green, renewable sources, or you can get on the dyno right. fuel plan where, you're, yeah, if you can contact what? WPS. Really? Get switched up if you want to be one of the green bros. Are you? Did you have to be one of these green bros before? No. 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 G-Lee didn't pin you down? 
No, because she fucking goes around leaving every goddamn light in the house on because she's not paying the or ever even seeing the goddamn bill. Okay. <laughs> well, this, she was still around. This little tool, my man, might help you get her to change her ways. <laughs> Anyways, first thing I did was, and I didn't even really notice this, but we had this one lamp that we always use in the living room. So I plugged this fucking thing in there. <laughs> and then after a couple of days, I measured it. And... Is at that point I noticed it was like a massive, I think it was like a hundred or 150 watt bulb with like a three way change, <laughs> incandescent, so it's not like an energy saver or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so that one lamp we use about six hours a night, extrapolated out, it's about thirteen dollars a year in electricity <laughs> for this fucking lamp. Um, and it was at that point, so I put in an energy saver one, and it came out to like two dollars a year. Yeah. Wow. So. What did that bulb bring you? What's that? A couple bucks. Well, this is the interesting thing. So I looked around, and basically, she didn't have any energy-saving <laughs> light bulbs in the entire house, but she had a closet full of them. <laughs> she was just using the incandescence for some reason. So I didn't have to go out and buy hardly any of these bulbs, so I ended up switching that one out. The other interesting thing was our entertainment center. Yeah. And it's got... There's a... Like a HTPC, so like a, a computer hooked up to the TV for recording stuff. Yeah. There's a cable box, there's the Wii, there's the television. So the one thing I wanted to know was what the phantom energy load of that was. So yeah. when everything's turned off, that most of that shit's still working. Mm-hmm. Like that charter box is still bringing in all the television shows, <laughs> populating the uh, programming guide and everything else. So... I went in there, I hooked this sucker up, let it go for a couple well, let it go for twenty four hours with everything off, which was a bit of a bit of a challenge to get past the old lady. But <laughs> she was okay with it. And it actually the energy load is quite a bit. Over the course of a year, that entertainment center costs us about sixty five dollars. When it's off? Yeah, when it's oh. off. <laughs> wow. So that's about the cost that two boxes of Glade Guard a year <laughs> I'm losing. To, the, to this media center. <laughs> um, the other thing was my PC, which is like a home-built PC. Yeah. So, Which you leave running all the time, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I used to. <laughs> like, I switched to a power strip a couple of months ago, but I, I was just curious how much energy it burned. And when it's off... I would spend about $16 a year on electricity <laughs> powering it. So wow. if you have a homemade PC in a particular, because usually you just get whatever the best stuff is, yeah. and you just match it together, and it, you don't really care about what the electrical <laughs> yeah. loadout is. Because like if you buy a HomeBot or like a, you know just a store-bought computer, they have to meet like certain... Like Phantom, yeah, like Fan, Phantom Energy Load Guides. But if you build it yourself, you can just do whatever you want. Um, but... This was my big plan. Your cell phone? How much energy do you think your cell phone uses? This was my idea. I would take my cell phone to work and charge it only at work. How much energy? Stealing the electricity from my workplace, (laughs) saving me. (laughs) Hundreds of dollars a year, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. I could buy several GW paints with the savings. However, the annual electricity use of an iPhone 4S is roughly equivalent to 41 cents. (laughs) <laughs> and that'll keep recharged all year, huh? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's like 0.01 kilowatts every day. It's not that much. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, so I went around, electric toothbrush, four cents a year. <laughs> uh, I used to sleep with a fan at night, because that's from my old roommate days. Yeah. Five guys in a house, you need to sleep with a fan Some on it, high noise. next to your head. So I got used to it. Um, it's like $14 a year on this fan. How much is that... Uh Giant reciprocating saw that you attached a dildo to. <laughs> what does that fucking bad boy well, cost to run? I can't bear to hook that sucker up. <laughs> well, this thing has a, a maximum energy load, and I know I have to hook that one up to where the dryer electricity goes. <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you can't do that with this. You'll, you'll oh, burn okay. it if you hook it up to that. Sounds like a chainsaw when she's running, <laughs> just blasting the cornhole out yeah. of you. But so I changed a bunch of light bulbs. And just thinking about the annual use kind of had me reevaluate how I do things. But anyways, after deducting the cost of this thing, it's about 117 bucks annually. That you're saving? That'll be saving. Oh, shit. So that's about, if you can get like a 10% discount, that's uh, one tree man, one new wood elf tree man, and then two... <laughs> Two units of uh, sisters or wild riders. Nice. So that's a decent amount. That'll wow. keep me keep me going for this a while. A fucking great investment here. <laughs> yeah. So this thing's eighteen bucks. We'll have a link to it on the Amazon page. Yeah, on the support page. Want to check it out? Click through. It's kind of fun to play with. And once I was able to just kind of show what electricity we're using, Kelly was on board with it. Because uh, nice. like when you turn off the media center, you have to turn it off and you got to fire it up. <laughs> but she's she's curious about it. Thought it was kind of cool. Cool. So, All right. Fun little thing. Check Sweet. it out. It's called Kilowatt. Yeah. All right. Next fuck segment we got here is Point Hammered History. Ooh. What's this segment about? So this is some fucking shit from the past. Either some funny shit from an old podcast that has stuck with us over the years, or something that fucking went down before we even started doing the podcast. Like with the pre before bpc before yeah. podcast <laughs> before bph <laughs> bph before porn hammered <laughs> so when did this take this took place at five bph this one is from way back when like 2004 or 2005 all right when we went up to donnie's fucking tournament in duluth <laughs> uh, duluth minnesota i do finally. not remember a lot of this weekend <laughs> but what i do remember is somehow we talked john winger into driving us up there and i was rocking doors back then mm -hmm. and this is back when we were pretty heavy road drinkers yeah so, uh, so <laughs> wenger was driving yeah. <laughs> and i'm in the back seat you had me like you didn't know him that well you were bashful or something yeah. you're like can you ask john if we could drink or something <laughs> so i asked him you know can we drink on the way up there yeah. and he's like you know, he didn't want to be like a party pooper or anything so he's like oh, you can oh you guys can have one each <laughs> so, so I, I, I told you that yeah. And then um, we didn't know it, but I grabbed two beers, one for each of us. <laughs> and then independently, you also grabbed two beers, one for each of us. So it was immediately, all right, this is wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, it's like a fucking five and a half oh, hour yeah. drive. It's a long way north of here. Through like the middle of no man's land, forests. Not a goddamn, Roswell. 
Roswell, yeah. New Mexico. Roswell, Wisconsin. <laughs> like Roswell, we called it. But so I get fucking pissed drunk. And by the time we're like an hour and a half, two hours out, I'm making these guys stop every 15 minutes. Yeah. So I can take a took piss. so long to get there. <laughs> On the side of the road. And then we fucking finally get there. And all I remember about that night is I'm sitting in the back seat. And it's like a ghost town. I don't remember anything yeah, happening it's like there. Yeah, two in the morning downtown. And we're sitting at this stoplight. And then all of a sudden, this like shitbox beater car comes left turn in front of us, pulls across, and it's this black dude, and he's trying to look like tough and cool in the front seat of this thing. And the back tire is the fucking donut spare. <laughs> it's like the biggest hoopty car on the planet. And this dude is rocking it, trying to be in style and shit. And I just start fucking cracking up. That's like all I remember of the night. And the next day. Like get out and Duluth. I remember going to the hobby store. They the city is actually really beautiful because it's built mm-hmm. up on these hills, like steep roads, and you got just like steep road, and all the buildings are just built really, really tight, close to each other. And then you're like looking over Lake Superior. So it's a really fucking awesome view up there. And then mm-hmm. the only other thing I remember from the whole weekend is that I played Jaron Stifler. I didn't oh, know him. It was the first uh-huh. time I met him. Did he have demons? Yeah, demons. Yeah, Nurgle demons. And he beat the Short, shit. Lo- demonic Legion. Yeah. <laughs> beat the shit out of my dwarves. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's it. That was, as far as I'm concerned, that's all that happened that weekend. I remember <laughs> I was, I played Stifler too. Yeah. But I was using. Butcher's Ogres, he loaned them to me mm. back in the day. And I just remember carefully setting up a flank with my iron guts on the Beast of Nurgle rider guys. And it was everything was perfect. And then the iron guts flubbed all their attacks. And then the <laughs> Nurgle guys like beat them and ran them down. And, like that was the end of it. The Ogres were extra shitty back then. Yeah, so they were really you, fucking bad. You didn't have a chance against Demonic Legion, bro. <laughs> but, Either way. I do yeah, remember the venue. Fucking... It was like a Norwegian hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like. I don't know. But it's a good time. Yeah. It's far away. We, yeah. We never made it back. That was a fucking haul. But we did. Uh, was it last year? We let John get all shitty when we drove down to Rampage. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> he didn't make a Just stop to piss every 20 a, minutes. Uh, to make up for our shenanigans back in the day. Yeah. What got me thinking about that was uh, Kastner's running that Berserkon up there. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember going up there that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, maybe... Maybe in the future, we'll get up there again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> John, if you're listening, we need a ride, man. Yeah. Pick us up on your way through, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the question of the week. So the question this week <laughs> is, if you had to go down on one Warhammer race, which would it be? <laughs> There's some clear and easy options here. Yeah. Because some of these, like, witch elves are pretty fucking hot-looking sluts. Oh, we can do female? I thought it was a male. It's male only. only. All right, I'm going ogre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ogre, that's crazy. You no. fucking rip your jaw off, man. I think if I'm ever going to go queer, I'm going to be a real size queen. I want the biggest, fattest <laughs> fucking log of a cock just <laughs> driven right in me. I feel like with an ogre, I could make that happen. So I'd be uh, just... I don't think you could get an ogre dick in your mouth. It's mm-hmm. got to be like a fucking hell. 
the size of like a 40 ouncer but longer <laughs> you have to be like a snake like dis distend your jaw in order to, you can like see it, it inside your body like moving around <laughs> i think i'm going dwarf on this one <laughs> oh just like super sweaty their nuts are just super nice hairy i think it's like short wide like a can of tuna. They I love think it. it's something I could work with. They can't even see you because their beard's blocking you, so it could pretty much be anybody blowing you, yeah. blowing them right now. Huh? I could be fantasizing about any kind of dwarf. <laughs> I really can't see who's up there. <laughs> well, you got like the sloth of dwarves, but you're picturing the Brad Pitt of dwarves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nah, I'm fucking sticking with ogres. I think no. dwar- it's you- totally off. Dwarf is the way to go. Dwarf? Everybody knows that. Like you can't even the get listeners are going to support me. <laughs> it's like this little thimble dick. It barely. It's- I know that's what. It's easy to work with. It looks like a fucking thimble on like a sewing button. Like just nothing there. Come on, just like a button. You just <laughs> kind of tap it with your finger. Yeah, that's not exciting at all. Boop. Boop. <laughs> Ogre. That's pretty exciting. I think the listeners are going to support me on this. (laughs) Dwarf is clearly the correct answer in this situation. (laughs) I think we both agree that elves are just way too clean and proper. Yeah. Probably enjoy it way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Human, that's too easy. We could blow human dudes now. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I've long determined that orcs don't have cocks since they don't have sex. <laughs> uh, they might. Warhammer orcs, dude. There's female orcs. There's male orcs. You know how they well, make new orcs. There's no female orc. That's the problem. There here. is. That's the flaw. There <laughs> is. We'll see about this. Anyways. Ogre. It's the way to go. If you'd it, like to chime in on this debate, you can call the Point Hammered voicemail. At 601-TRY-HPBV. If your voicemail reaches the airwaves, you will be entered in a free Wapaka vacation contest entry. 601-879-4728. Ogre. You know what it would be like? Have you ever fucking gone to the butcher shop where they have those big bologna rolls before they're fucking sliced? <laughs> <laughs> and they pretty much just look like really huge hot dogs, but they're straight. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. It probably tastes good, actually. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's move on before I get a boner. (laughs) If you have anything else you want to communicate to us, you can use the voicemail or you could email us, pointhammered at gmail.com. That's fucking very doable. You can get us on Facebook. Yeah, I'm starting to come around on Facebook because I had this thing where anytime anybody remotely irritates me, I just block them right away. Mm. So I've got it narrowed down to people that are actually my friends. <laughs> just fucking, it's all right once it's just your friends. All right. You don't have to look at fucking... Pro tip here from Mr. Hastings. Yeah. Just block everybody. It's fucking Block them. Unfriend them. Now you can just... If you want to send a message... I'm unfriending you tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> it's fine with me. <laughs> I could give a shit. Also on Twitter, at Point Hammered. Hammered underscore Raj. Remember to go to our webpage, click the Amazon link on the home page, support us, or go to the support page to link directly to something we've spoken about. Yeah, we'll have links to various things that we've talked about. Check Even it out. They're not Amazon links. There'll be links to the bands, links yeah. to uh, the books, and everything else we've talked about. So Get on that shit. Also, the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. All right, fuck it. Let's fucking end this disaster. Let's finish this. Give us a call. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. <laughs>